Okay, wait. And so before we start the episode, hold on. Um, I feel like you've just been, like, talking a lot more on the episodes than me. And I feel like maybe you've been talking, like, 70% and I've been talking 30%. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Just, like, sometimes when I listen back, I just, like, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Well, like, that was, like, not my intention at all. But now I feel really bad. It's okay. Hashtag pranked. Hashtag pranked. Welcome back to telepathy. This episode is about confrontation and being assertive. So we thought we would be little theater kids and give you a little skit. I hope you enjoyed our acting skills. Not embarrassed. What if they're like sitting at home, like listening to this, and they're just like making like the most like cringed face ever? Yeah, like cringed face. That was not right. But anyways. We were literally talking about our audience retention like 10 minutes ago, and now I think we just ruined it even more. Exactly. Anyways, welcome back to Telepathy, the weekly podcast with new episodes releasing every Tuesday. Um, so actually, fun fact today, I'm not in my bed. I'm sitting at my desk because I thought I would try to be like professional, you know? So please do appreciate and it. And I, me and Enzo kind of switched spots because I decided to sit in my bed today. Because I decided to not be professional. That's okay. Um, should we start off with our camp icebreakers immediately? Yes. Oh, wait. Whose turn is it? I think it's mine. Okay. Go ahead. Name, age, and favorite food. I know it's so basic, but it's like it's something that you just have to deal yeah. with when well, becoming friends with somebody. Well, my favorite food is not basic. Um, my name's Anna. I'm 20 years old, and my favorite food is clams. I love clams. Anna will like destroy a bowl of clams it's like actually so impressive like I won't even destroy a bowl of clams clams I'll destroy a pot of clams the entire ocean they're just so good like honestly like if I had to choose something other than clams though I would say pad thai but um clams are just so good okay hi I'm Enzo I'm 16 and my favorite food varies a lot, but I think today it's sushi. Like that's the one that comes first today because I just really like it. And there's just a, like such a wide variety of different rolls and stuff. So yeah. that's my favorite. It's funny. And I, just, I don't, I don't like sushi, but I need to like get more into it. Wait, you don't? I need to I try really it. I did not know this. No, yeah. You didn't yeah. know this? I, I don't like, like sushi. Oh, I mean, I know, I didn't know it was like, <laughs> okay, well. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. I don't know. I need to, I just need to like try it again. But I I did try it again a few months ago and I still didn't like it. Wait, really? Yeah. It's, I feel like it's off brand for me. I guess. But I feel like it's aesthetic. I like you like aesthetic foods. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. And the aesthetic thing. Also, we want to hear, sorry, the way I've literally been trying to like, I keep cutting you off. (laughs) That is not my intention. No, it's fine. Um, but yeah, we want to hear from you. What is what is your favorite food? <laughs> Sorry, that was like so okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's you sounded like a radio post. Or, I did. I'm, a radio I'm, host. Ugh, I went to the desk. I can't talk like, today. Why did I? See? <laughs> I can't either. But I went to the desk, and now I'm suddenly like a talk show host. So I'll cut that out right now. <laughs> yeah. But you can go to the um, Q and A thing on Spotify and answer what your favorite food is. We read through all of them, so answer also go follow our instagram we post some fun things on there this week we posted like our ai um we had the ai art program try to recreate our podcast cover and it was really funny and scary um so if you want to go see that go follow our instagram at the telepathy pod <gasps> got it like right the first this time, time i think you've ever got it oh that my was gosh. the first time i've ever gotten it right and you can also go follow our youtube at the telepathy pod right and yes yes everything on a roll today even though you don't like sushi (laughs) did you get it on a roll oh Oh my gosh you're so funny i moved to the desk and suddenly like i have no humor i'm talking like a radio (laughs) host anyways um also our personal youtubes mine is enzo antonio and anna's is anna catherine i i will be back to youtube this summer um whoops i just tried to take a screenshot um, for our sneak peek, but it, I closed my phone. Um, but yeah, I will be back this summer on my YouTube channel. Exactly. I don't know why I said exactly. Anyways, <laughs> should we do just very quick week recaps? 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have only two weeks left of school. I'm so ready for summer breaks. I'm just like so ready, but I've been really busy. So this week I've just been um, working on all my projects. I am designing this like board game, which Enzo got to play when I came. Oh, oh, I came home last weekend for Moulin Rouge the musical and it was so good. Um, yeah, I just like totally interrupted myself, but like, <laughs> just to appreciate I, how good Moulin I went Rouge to see was. Moulin Rouge and it was so good um and then yeah I've been working on this board game that Enzo got to play when I was home for the weekend and um I'm just like fran- frantically trying to do all of the illustrations for the cards for that um and like print it out and stuff before the project is due yeah so my week I mean I've been working a lot and then also I am making a short film soon this is the first time I'm announcing that. Um, but yeah, so I've just been planning that too. And then also, yeah, I got to play Anna's board so game. Good. Yes, I'm so excited. Are you going to like post it on your YouTube channel or just? I think no. so. Cool. Depending on like I'm so excited. if I'm super proud of it. I'm, I'm hoping it all goes well. And then yeah, I got to play Anna's mm-hmm. game and like it was so good. Not only did it actually work, like all the rules and stuff, like it just worked and stuff. But it was also enjoyable, so. I'm glad. Stay tuned yeah, for when that I've... hits the shelves. I'm just kidding. Maybe it could. <laughs> it could. No, I like, I kind of want to, um, like, what I'm going to be submitting in my class is kind of just a prototype, but I kind of want to, apparently, I've been, like, looking into it, and apparently there's, like, board game conventions in different cities from time to time where you can go and people walk around and you can, like, test out your game with different people. And then you like give people copies of your games and then eventually like once you get it perfect then you can like I guess submit it to like one of the big bigger publishing board game publishers I don't really know how it works but like I kind of want to try to get it published yeah that's so cool do we want to do our music and tv shout out of the week sure I'm gonna check my spotify super fast but do I have a specific one from this week let me look yeah I can go first while you're looking yes um I I don't have a music shout out because I'm I've just been listening to the same stuff as I have for the past month um so it's like nothing new but I do have a tv show shout out this morning I was like working on my all my projects and stuff literally the whole morning I was like working on projects and I started watching this show called shrinking it's on apple tv um and I already got to like this like episode seven or something but it's really good it's about um like therapists it's kind of like a comedy slash oh, wait, uh, that's drama yeah and it's just about therapists like working at this practice and um but also like the therapists have issues and they are trying to deal with it themselves while also helping other people um and it's just a really good show like I it's really good that's so cool so I actually don't have a music shout out but I do have a tv shout out so I think last weekend, I watched this movie called My Girl. It's on Netflix. Oh, I saw your letterboxed. <laughs> it's so sad. Like, it started off normal and stuff, and I was like, this is such a cute movie. But then it just has this, like, turn, and it's, like, I, I don't know. That just destroyed me. My mom was, like, crying, and it was, like, Mother's <laughs> Day, and she was, on... like, in tears. Oh, my gosh. Did you say it's on Netflix? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. You should. Just, like... Be prepared, but like I feel like it is a good movie to watch while like you're designing What's the, your like, board game premise. Part. So okay, um, let me look up the letterbox thing because I don't want to like, completely butcher it because I'm like I'm gonna do a really bad job summarizing it. But so this dad he works at a funeral home and um, like he raises his child at a funeral home or whatever, and then basically the dad hires this makeup artist for like the dead bodies. It's weird. But then they like fall in love and there's also like a little like childhood love too. Like the 11 year old falls in love with this little like, no, actually she's kind of like in love with her teacher, but it's like cute, I guess. <laughs> but then this like little boy likes her. And, and anyway, then okay, there's just like a plot twist and it's really sad. I did an absolutely awful job summarizing that, but 
You should go watch it. It's just like it's I think really I'm cute. more confused than when I didn't know anything about it. But <laughs> maybe like I'll go watch it. it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, today's topic is about confrontation. Um, partly because Enzo did get you did get your driver's license. This I week. did get I my driver's license. I didn't license. know if you wanted to announce that. Um, but. I'll have to check with my agent to see if I'm allowed to talk about that publicly, but we'll see. I'm just (laughs) kidding. But yeah, I was going to include that in my week recap, but it's such a big part of this week that this is like a big part of the episode. So you're not even ready. Yeah. Um, And then we just wanted, I don't even know what else we'll talk about, but we'll see where it takes us. But just some other confrontation stories and just about like, just being assertive. Yeah. So like just how to be confrontational and like also touching on why I suck at being confrontational and what's stopping me from actually just like sticking up for myself because it's so much easier said than done, you know, to defend yourself and just like being assertive in different situations. And I'm ready to like completely roast myself, but also do some much needed self-reflection because I feel like I'm told a lot that I need to be more assertive. So do you want to tell the yeah, should what? I just start off with the DMV story then? Sure. Okay. Continuing, this is part two from last week. If you don't know the first half of the story, you can go listen to our episode from last week because in the weekly recap, Enzo talks about um, the little driver's license experience at the DMV. Exactly, because in the last episode, I was saying how I was super annoyed. I waited at the DMV for two hours after school, and then they were like, it's too late, we're not doing any more. And we are like, okay, and that was like my literal like second or third time going to the DMV and I was like oh I'm gonna try going again tomorrow and then Anna was like what's gonna happen like if you don't get it or something or she was like do you think you'll get it or something and I was like I mean I'm gonna wait in that line and if they don't want to give me my driver's license they're gonna have to physically pull me out of the line and I honestly forgot that I said that until um I was editing (laughs) the episode but it actually aged so well because okay so the day after we recorded episode seven or the day after we recorded the last episode, which I guess was seven, but I went to the the DMV and I got there at 6 a.m. And tell me why there was already like 10 people there in line at 6 a.m. and they open at seven, which is crazy. crazy. But I mean, 10th in line is good for a walk-in. So we wait there for four and a half hours. And that's actually crazy. I just, I had my AirPods in and I was standing the whole time because it was an outdoor lane. Sorry. It was an outdoor lane. Like, they don't let you in until it's your turn, you know? So we're standing outside, and, like, it's super early, and I'm missing school, too. And, yeah, I had my AirPods in. It was just, ugh, a super rough experience, especially since I had been waiting at the passport place and then the DMV again the day before. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm so done with this. And then at 10.30, one of the walk-in people, or not the, or at 10.30, the staff person comes out, And is asking, like, the first group in line, like, what are you guys here for? And then, oh, my gosh, wait, why do I literally get heated every time I tell this story? Um, (laughs) We're, like, we're here for a driver's license test. And she's, like, oh, we're only doing three of those today. Like, we're not doing any more. At 1030, and we'd been in line for four hours. And the line wasn't moving at all. Um, And so I was super upset because, I mean, we had seen at least – at least five driver's tests take place because the parking lies right by the line. And when you're bored, you know, you just, you just observe everything. So I watched at least five people go and take their driver's tests. So I was like super frustrated. I was like, this is just a bunch of BS. Like you're lying to me. Like I've seen so many driver's tests happen or like, I didn't actually say that, but here it gets into the part where I actually do confront. (laughs) So my mom is like, wow. Okay. And like, she's mad, but she starts walking out of the line and for some reason four and a half hours is way too long to wait for something that doesn't end up happening exactly and that wasn't even four and a half hours because that because you also had like the the day before or was it two days before okay so I went the day before I went in the morning and the afternoon and then I'd also tried to go on my birthday like the week before so I was very familiar with the DMV so yeah something like in my body was like refusing to move like it was like my nervous system wasn't clicking like okay she said she can't accommodate us like I need to go like my body was like I just stayed there I was like frozen (laughs) and then I was like 
wait, what? And the lady turns around and I was just like, this is my fourth time coming to the DMV. I've been waiting here for four hours. And then I was like, yesterday I came here in the afternoon and you told me it was too late and that I have to come in the morning. So I did. And now it's like a new excuse. And now it just feels like you guys are trying to screw me over. I said all of this word for word. And I was like, <laughs> I'm 16. I have all my hours. Like this new bill just passed. I'm eligible to get my license. There's no appointments for the next 90 days. So I have to do a walk-in. There's no other option. Like you guys are just trying to screw me over. I said all of this. And my mom turns around and the lady's like, okay, like, let me see what I can do for you. So she's like, I'm going to go talk to the supervisor. So she goes back inside and then she comes back out with like the little ticket numbers to give people in the walk-in line because when they let people from the outside inside, they give you like little ticket numbers, you know, to wait. Yeah. And so she gave the first few people ticket numbers and then she looks at us and just kind of like laughs and then gives us a ticket number. And we were like, thank you so like, much. Like laughed in a, laughed in like a rude way or like a. No, surprisingly, it was very much in like a, like it's going to work out type of thing, which is actually oh, surprising. Like because, a, like a relieved, like relieved. Mm-hmm. It was wow. the same person who, when I went on my birthday, she was telling us, she's like, you have to wait for it to be signed. And she was like, he's not going to sign it. Talking about the governor and this like bill and stuff. And she was like, I think people should have to wait a year. Because there was this whole like issue about how you have to wait a year with your permit before you got a license. And then they they changed it to six months now. But the funny thing is, is like I've had my permit for 11 months. So like I was like, don't be dramatic. Like, I, okay, anyways, continuing on with the story. So then she lets us inside and I'm waiting and stuff. I do the little vision test. My dad's in like the attic. I don't I hope you can't hear that from upstairs. Um, no, I can't. Okay, good. But I'm waiting there. I do the vision test and all of that. And then I'm sitting there waiting for the driver's test. And then also a little side note, one of the instructors for the driving test goes up to like one of the employees and is like, I couldn't see what he was saying, but he looked super annoyed. And then the lady like looks over at me and then she was like, don't blame me, blame this new law. And I was like, why is everyone at the DMV so mean? Like, I've had my permit for 11 months. Like I'm eligible according to law. I'm 16. I have all my hours. Like I'm a good driver. Like leave me alone. So that was just another cherry on top. But just, I mean, we'll obviously talk about this later in the episode, but confronting people is something that's really hard for me. Like normally I'm so bad at just like sticking up for myself and being assertive, but something just came in me in that line, probably because waiting four hours, you know, like there's just no way you're walking out without what you came there for. Yeah. It's like, you have to make it worth it. You just have to like do it yeah and here's the awful part is like I was so anxious from having to like talk to this lady and be like we've been waiting here for four hours and like I was like trying not to cry when I was giving my whole like speech and it was also embarrassing because like everybody in line was looking at me and stuff giving this whole like performance (laughs) but yeah so after that I was just super shaky and super anxious and I feel like I almost failed the driving test (laughs) because my braking was just horrible because I was like shaking oh, oh, and just yeah. I super forgot tense. To, like, yeah, I forgot that you had to like no, do me too. the I driver's forgot that I was, like, test after that. Exactly. And then also like I wanted to make sure that I wasn't messing anything up on the driver's tests. So I always asked for clarification. So he was like, do a three-point road turn. And I was like, so you want me to turn here? And he was like, a three-point road turn. And I was like, gosh, okay. Like I know what that is. I'm just clarifying to make know, sure I do it right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're so like scary. Like I know. I just don't understand. I was like, you could be a little bit nicer. But then again, like the lady at the front, like she, she didn't have to go in and talk to her supervisor, even though saying that there was only three driver's tests the entire day was crazy. And then also like, that's not true because we saw multiple driver's tests happen. So I don't know where that came from, but she was super nice. And I think they only let like three more people in, which honestly kind of sucks, but So like how many people did they how many people did they turn away? I don't know. There was a huge line behind us, but I think it was just me and then the girl behind me and then somebody else, I guess. But I was freaking out because my driving was just not it wasn't a re- yeah, good imagine, representation of my driving. Imagine if you <laughs> imagine if you had done all that and then like and done all the confrontation and then failed your driving test. Oh my gosh. That would have been terrible. Just, I I would have sobbed for like two days straight. 
But yeah. I did pass, but I was scared because it was not a good representation of my driving because I feel like I'm a really good and like cautious driver and like a smooth driver too. But at like all of the stop signs and stuff, I had like really like just weird stops. And then he also called me out because he was like, you just rolled over a stop sign. And I was like, no, I stopped. And he's like, you didn't stop all the way. But it was because my leg was like shaking and stuff. So that was stressful. And then yeah. he also failed like the four people in front of me I saw. And so I was like freaking out. Oh, really? But four? Wait, he failed four people? Or it was like, I don't know. I don't know if it was actually four, but the couple people in front of me, I heard that he failed. But also he was like, you were going way over the speed limit. You didn't stop at the school sign. So I was like, okay, maybe these people are just actually horrible drivers. When I did my driver's test, um, I think I was driving like five to 10 miles over the speed limit because I was used to, so I was used to driving around my area, um, which is typically like 45 miles an hour. But the place I went to get my driver's test apparently was 35 and I didn't realize it. So after I took it, the guy was like, you were going really fast. And like, I know, but he was like, and I know that it's like to keep up with the flow of traffic, but try to slow down a little. And I was like, okay. But I like literally had no idea that, I mean, I guess I could have looked at the, the speed limit signs, but like sometimes there just aren't any speed limit signs around. You no, know? yeah. Sometimes I have to look at like the Apple Maps thing because it'll show it. Because sometimes I look and I'm like, what's the speed limit here? And then I can't find a sign. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, so that happened. Yeah, but I'm glad that you got like, I'm glad that you got your license because imagine if you hadn't confronted the person like you would probably still be in the process of like trying to find um well I mean I guess the walk-ins always happen but you still would have had to do like more walk-ins and I would have had to go back and wait more time five more hours that's ugh that's so frustrating but my mom was so proud of me because she was like wow like I mean she started walking out of the line and she was like you advocated for yourself better than the lawyer because my mom's a lawyer so she was like really proud of me and I was like period (laughs) that's funny yeah did you have any like initial thoughts on confrontation or I feel like I I would I would tell a story if I had one I feel like I have some sort of story but I like can't think of one off the top of my head but like I feel like when I do confront people like it's when it has to be like worth it kind of in in the same scenario that you were just telling your story about, like, if it's something where I guess there's no harm in, like, trying to ask for something. Um, Mm -hmm. Because even if you hadn't have asked the lady, then you wouldn't have gotten anything. But since you asked, it's it's always, like, a 50-50 chance of getting what you want. So, like, you might as well just confront somebody if you... um, if you like want something. Exactly. So I found this website um, from, it's called waddletreepsychology.com. And um, the article is titled, Why Do We Struggle with Assertiveness? And I was reading through this and I was just like, it was really eye opening. So I'll read some of this. So it lists like the common barriers to assertiveness. And the first one is fear that we will come off aggressive, which that's like so real because. There's so many times yeah. where I'm like, oh, I'm being mean or something, but it's like, no, I've just been at the DMV for five hours and I feel like I'm being lied to and constantly screwed over. So I'm going to say something about it, which normally I never yeah. would. So like, I finally get to use an example where I'm like, this is a time where I actually did this. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I guess I always have that fear too. So that's why sometimes I don't, um, confront somebody, which like, I, I wish I had an example of this because I, I'm talking in like very vague ways but like I guess a way that I can think of is like if you like got a bad grade on a project or something and you could email your teacher you could either just go with the grade or you could email your teacher and chances are like maybe it was a mistake that they put in a wrong grade or like they are willing to like bring your score up a few points just because you asked. Like, there's no harm in asking, which is kind of the way I think of it. 
Exactly. And I actually have an example like exactly like that. So a few months ago, we had this group project in my Gov class. And I mean, all three people in the group, like we equally put in the same amount of work. Oh, yeah. And then I got an 80 on it. And then I was so confused because I was like, I mean, I did just as much as everyone else. And my friend had gotten a 90 on it who was in my group. And I mean, I talked about my group members and they were like, yeah, like you did everything. Like we, of course, gave you good feedback. So then I like remind messaged or like emailed the teacher or whatever. That's just the form of yeah. communication we use at our school. But um, I was like, oh, so I noticed that I got a different grade from like one of my peers. I was trying to be super like professional. And I was like, I was wondering <laughs> if there was a reason or if you had any feedback. And she was like, oh, yeah, that was a mistake. Sorry. And then changed the grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I was super happy like, about because, I mean, it was a whole letter grade difference. Yeah. I guess, like, as I've gotten more, like, as I've gone throughout college, like, I've understood more, like, why why it's important to sometimes confront things. And it's also kind of sometimes it's like, let's just get this out of the way and then we won't have to worry about it from now on. Exactly. Um, what are some of the other things on the list? Oh, yeah. So the next is that fear that we will hurt another person's feelings. I think this can definitely play into like confronting somebody in a friendship where you're like, well, I don't want to hurt your feelings. But um, the next one is fear of another person's anger or disapproval. That one I relate to a lot because, I mean, I was scared that like the DMV employee was going to like yell at me or something or say that I was yeah. being too like aggressive or I guess that was the first one, but. I was not being aggressive at all. Like, if anything, I was more, like, hurt than angry. Like, it was more of, like, I was, my voice was, like, breaking. I was, like, crying. Or, like, frust- frustrated. Yeah, like, a desperate frustration, like, sadness. That's how I describe it. And then the next one is guilt about placing our needs first, which that's the one that hits hard because there's so many times where I'm, like, I shouldn't say anything because, like, I'm being selfish when in reality it's just... Yeah. Like, if you, for example, if your feelings are hurt in a friendship... It's not selfish to call somebody out or stick up for yourself, you know? Yeah. That makes me think of like when I used to work at Starbucks, a lot of people would um, like it. So it's funny, like working at Starbucks made me less worried now to confront a barista at Starbucks about something. Like if you like, for example, like if somebody made my drink wrong before I worked at Starbucks, I would just like go along I'd be like which I still don't really care too much because I kind of like all drinks at Starbucks if they make my drink wrong like I'm just like oh a surprise like (laughs) wait that's real though (laughs) because I like I like I actually literally don't care but I'm more likely now to say like hey you made my drink wrong um than I was before I worked at Starbucks because like while I worked at Starbucks I realized like it's really not a big deal um to have to like ask to get your drink remade and like the baristas literally don't care because like when I worked there if somebody would come up to me and be like hey can you remake my drink I wouldn't be like angry I'd be like oh yeah sure because it takes like two seconds and it made me realize that like it's really not that big of a deal um so I've I feel like I've gotten better at like confronting people at like retail or food places because like I know that they they don't really care actually exactly and like that's something that I've come to realize recently is that you know like people in service I mean normally they want what's best for you I mean if somebody's in a really bad mood maybe they'll like be a little annoyed but yeah I mean to be honest there's so many people that will come in during your shift so it's like you kind of just see it as like, oh, another customer. So it's like, oh, like I made your drink, yeah. I made your drink wrong. Let me correct this and then like keep going, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, it's not like they're going to have their feelings hurt. It's just like, oh, it's just an accident. Like they feel more, it, they don't really feel their feelings hurt. They feel more like bad about the customer's feelings being hurt for like having to deal with their drink being wrong and having to go confront the barista. Like, that I don't even know if that made sense what I just said, but like the barista doesn't feel bad about it. And also like sometimes a customer would come up to me and they'd be like, 
they'd be like really they'd feel really bad for asking to get it remade they'd be like oh I'm so sorry I had to ask this like but can you remake my drink and it's like yeah that's totally fine and like that's that's like a the opposite one is where somebody would come up and be like really mad and be like oh you made my drink wrong like I'm never coming back to this place ever again and like Sometimes people would handle it really well, but then sometimes people would handle it really badly. Exactly. And I feel like the perspective of the two is so different. Like when you're working, you make so many drinks in a shift that it's like, oh, this is just another one. But for the customer, it's like, oh, I've been thinking about this Starbucks all day. Yeah. And then I get it and like they made it wrong. So now I feel like such a burden to be like, hey, like, can you remake it? When in reality, it's like, this is just another ticket. Like we made it wrong. Like that's our fault. Like it's totally fine. Like we'll remake it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you ever have a situation where you could have confronted something, but you didn't? And then afterwards, the whole rest of the day, you're like, oh, why didn't I confront this? Like, I should have just, like, stood up for myself. That is the most, like, relatable thing I've ever heard, but I cannot think of, like, one specific example. Because I can think of one. Like, while we were talking about Starbucks, this reminded me of this one story where this was, well, so I, this was during the time that I was working at Starbucks, but not like, I wasn't working a a shift in this story. So if you work at Starbucks, you get like a free drink every day. So sometimes I would go and you have to like give them your partner numbers, which is just like your ID number, um, to like get a drink for free um so one day this was actually my senior prom I was in the car with my two friends that I was going to prom with and we decided to stop at Starbucks on the way to prom wait that's so funny though actually like side note like (laughs) stopping at Starbucks before prom yeah I don't know why we decided to do that actually that was kind of funny but like I think maybe my friends just wanted caffeine and I don't even drink caffeine, but I guess they wanted caffeine. So we go through the drive-thru at Starbucks. Um, and this is a different one that I work at. And I picture me like stuffed in the back of my friend's car in my giant dress. Like I was stuffed in the back of the car and my two friends were like in the front seats and they they like went through the drive-thru and so we went through the drive-thru and we ordered our drinks and when we got up to the window the guy was like asking for our credit card or whatever and I was like oh I have partner numbers but I like yelled it from the back and he was like oh you can't give partner numbers if you're not in the driver's seat and I was like what I was so confused because it was my credit card that I was paying with so if it's my credit card like why can't we use my discount? Wait, that's so stupid. And and I was also like, I, he couldn't really see me well because my friend has really tinted windows in her car. But like, I was like stuffed. I was like stuffed in the back of the car. <laughs> and I was like, um, can I just use my partner numbers? I just can't, like, I couldn't be driving because I my dress is too big. And then eventually... I think he was like, okay, we'll give you a pass this time, but next time you can't do that. Is that actually And I kind of wish I, no, that's literally not a rule. Cause yeah, it's literally not a rule. I don't, so then like we drive off and the whole rest of the night I was like, oh, I should have been like, look at my dress. Like I couldn't, I can't drive today. And like, this is my credit card. So I can't, I pay for it with my own money. Or you just could have been like, so. bitch, do you have like proof that this rule exists? Like, that's so, yeah. wait, that's so because, dumb. Yeah, because like I literally worked there and I didn't have any, I, I had no knowledge of that rule. Because if it's your, it's just whoever's credit card, whoever would be paying, like, I don't even know. I think he thought that I was trying to like get a drink for my friend, but like, which I think I was. But, like, if it's my credit card, then why, who does it matter who I'm giving the drink to? But, like, at the end of the day, exactly, like, it's your free drink. And also, like, it's not really any of his business who that drink goes to. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you order it and then he gives it to you. Like, 
what happens to that drink after he gives it to you is none of his business. Yeah, because it's not like I'm giving the free drink to, like, my friend every day. That would be a little bit, like, that would be more, like, okay, well, maybe this person shouldn't be getting, like, a free Starbucks drink every day if they're giving it to their the same person who doesn't work at Starbucks. But, like, it, it was just one, it was, like, a gift. Like, I don't even know. But also, I feel like it doesn't even matter anyway because, like, you know, if you're giving it to somebody, like, you're losing your free drink then. So it's just, like, you're still yeah. losing something. So it's not anything exactly. punishable. That made no sense. But do you know what I mean? It, no. Yeah. No, exactly. Because, it, yeah, it's like I'm sacrificing my drink for my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, know? no, I get that. I don't know. But anyways, I still think about that sometimes. And I'm like, man, I should have confronted that more. Exactly. Because I kind of just let him be like, all right, I'll, p- I'll pass you off as a warning. But next time. No, I hate when people do that when they're like, we'll let you go this time or something. And it's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Should I keep reading this list? Yeah. The way we just like have been going so slow because we tell a story in between each one, but it's kind of funny. No, I think it's I think it's kind of good. Like we can talk about each topic. I think okay. The next one is discomfort with asking others to see our preferences as important. That one's similar to the mm-hmm. the prioritizing or placing our needs first, and yeah. then um, the fear of being rejected or disliked. Did I already read that one? I don't know, but that's um... real insecurity in our ability to make good decisions. Wait, I don't get that one, actually. Never mind. Wait, wait. Read it one more time. Insecurity in our... Oh, I just hit my trash can. Insecurity in our ability to make good decisions. Maybe it means, like, once we... Once you start confronting, maybe you'll, like, make a bad decision and say something that, like, you didn't mean. Oh, wait. That's interesting, actually. Yeah. The perception that assertiveness is personality trait rather than a skill we learn... Oh, yeah. Wait, that's so true, actually. Because one of the things yeah. I was thinking is like, whenever I'm being assertive, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I being a Karen? Because we see Karen as like a personality yeah. trait, like being a Karen, you know, is like, is like a, a quote unquote lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Because if you call somebody a Karen, like that's just like how they treat the world around them, you know, but it's like, it's not a personality trait. It's just wow, it's just a skill. Like, I'm just being assertive, not because it's a personality trait, but because, yeah. Yeah, like, for some people, it can be a personality trait, like, in terms of, like, they're always trying to get their way, and that's different, and being assertive in that way. But then, in terms of it being a skill, I yeah, I like that sentence, like, how... I guess I've learned more that it's more of a skill, like, to be able to stand up for yourself. But then the difference is, like, if you're always – there's a difference between, like, standing up for yourself and, like, always forcing people to let you get your way. And I feel like that's the true Karen is, like, the person that's always asking to talk to the manager. <laughs> exactly. Like, your like your personality trait isn't being selfish or self-centered or something. If you're asking your boss for a raise, like, that's not – like, you don't need to feel guilty about, like, oh, am I being weird – Am I just being selfish? Am I greedy? When instead it's like, if you just think that you deserve a raise because you've worked at a place for like a long time, then I don't think it's greedy. It's just being assertive and, and it's not even, you don't even have to confront and be like, can you give me a raise or like be super angry about it? Like if you just say it in like a calm, cool and collected way, I feel like it's, it's not bad at all. Yeah. I guess there's, that's like the big difference is how you handle it. Exactly. But also, I guess, like, at the DMV, to some extent, I had to be, I mean, one, like, I just couldn't help it that I was just super shook up and really sad and angry and, like, desperate and frustrated all at once. But also, like, I mean, I couldn't have said any of what I said with a straight face on because, (laughs) like, I couldn't have said that in, like, a calm tone because I was just super, like, frustrated. Yeah. So now, now I'll bring up the question, like, do, do you think you would have gotten your way if you hadn't been as forward with it? You know, 
like if you if you had said it more nicely like hey I was just wondering if maybe you could like get me in because we've been waiting a while um but like it's no big deal either way like I wonder if you would have gotten in that way so like I'm saying like I wonder if it matters how you present it you know I think that like I was super polite nothing that I said was super rude and even the part where I was like I feel like you guys are trying to screw me over like none of that part was directed <laughs> towards the staff member or yeah like at anyone it was just like the whole situation in general it, if you had said it more like I don't really care either way like do you think you would have gotten what you wanted I don't think so and I don't think that I would have um been able to get my driver's license also if I was just super rude about it if I was just like this is effing yeah. ridiculous you know like that would not have <laughs> gotten me anywhere good yeah true it's kind of like there's the a happy medium in between like too too nice where you're sounding like where you make it sound like it doesn't matter so then they're like well we're just not gonna give it to you versus mm-hmm. too mean where they're like this person's so mean we're not gonna give it to them exactly but I think that I mean once again I was polite I was just super like shook up and like I mean I was borderline crying which I guess is the complete opposite yeah. of being mean and that's more like <laughs> I don't know but Another thing on this website is it's saying it has this list and it's like, have you ever said something like this to yourself? So I'll just read a few of these because I think they're interesting. So I shouldn't say how I'm feeling or thinking because I don't want to burden others with my problems. That's a very real one. I wouldn't want to make a scene or draw attention to myself. That was a huge thing for me because I was looking around and I was like, maybe I should just give up and get out of line because there were people in line looking at me. And I didn't want them to think that I was just like dramatic or like petty or like selfish or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, this one pertains to friendships, I think. But if I assert myself, I will upset the other person and ruin our relationship. There are definitely risks with confronting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like I feel like I've learned more about confronting like living with a, like a friend because I I guess in the past I haven't I I've never been the type of person that's ever gotten into arguments with my friends like I've I've never gotten into, into like an argument with a friend which I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing but I always like I guess I I guess I also like brush things off easily. Like if something happens, I don't really care too much. Like back going back to the Starbucks drink thing, like I I'm honestly like somebody who doesn't really care too much about things. So like if somebody does something wrong, I'm just like, "Oh, it's okay. They messed up." Like whatever. Um but like living with my roommate Maggie it like has taught me more about like how to how it's like important to communicate I guess also just with like making sure the apartment's clean and like sharing our responsibilities for cleaning and um stuff like that like learning how to confront people that's but that's not in a way that's like getting into an argument which like arguing is fine but like I I don't like arguing and I try to avoid it exactly and I think that roommates is actually a really good example because you know, like, obviously you have no negative emotions towards this person usually, but it's the type of thing where it's like, okay, like, this needs to be cleaned. I clean this. Like, it's your turn. Like, there's nothing wrong, you know, like, because just sucking it up and being like, okay, I'll do it this time. Like, that's not going to benefit anyone because you're going to, like, overwork yourself and then this person may feel, like, entitled. You know, like, there's so many different yeah. things. And I just exactly. thought of, like, another example with like financial confrontation. Oh my gosh. I'm literally awful at this. If somebody's like, Oh, I don't have this. I'd be like, I'll pay for it. Don't worry. Like I'm so oh. bad at this. And then I never, like, I'm never the type to be like, Hey, can you pay me back? Cause I'll feel too bad or be like, Oh my gosh, I sound like mean or something. That's true. I always, I always hate asking people to like pay me back for something. Also like speaking of the price thing, like talking about like how much money to pay for something like especially when I've done like 
design projects for people in the past like it's hard deciding what your price is and like sticking to it and saying like hey can you Venmo me this amount of money it just feels weird but like there's nothing wrong with it but like it's just something that you have to get more comfortable with is like being upfront with what you want I feel like that's a huge thing for like artists and stuff or like freelance stuff I don't know if that's the right term but I think that people will definitely take advantage if it's just working with one person specifically and not really through a corporation and it's just like okay I know you said you charge 80 but could you do like 65 or something yeah I feel like people will definitely take advantage of that and I think that I don't know I mean I'm kind of horrible at this but there's nothing wrong with being like this is the worth of my work and unfortunately like if you can't pay it like I cannot accommodate you you know like I there's nothing wrong with saying that but it's super terrifying yeah it's like also just like if when people like haven't paid me back for something you have to ask like hey can you pay me back for this and it's like there's literally not even anything wrong with doing that but I just like hate doing it like I just hate asking people for things especially money even though, like, I shouldn't. Okay, I actually remember with Taylor Swift, like, when you texted me, you were like, wait, did you ever pay me for Taylor Swift? And I kind of read that text, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like we both knew that, like, I hadn't paid you yet, you know? <laughs> and, like, yeah. I feel like there's nothing wrong with being like, can you pay me back for Taylor Swift soon? But then, like, I read that text, and there was nothing weird about it. And I was just like, no, I haven't, but don't worry. Like, I have not forgot, you know? Like, yeah. I will do that this week. Um But yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, like at the end of the day, it's like the other person feels bad too. Or like, not like feels bad, but like they're they're not thinking about how you feel. They're like, oh shoot, I haven't paid this person yet. Or yeah, like they'll they'll definitely be understanding. Yeah, they're not like, oh, this person's asking me for money. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, I'll continue reading the list of things to say. Um, or things that like you say to yourself that are not beneficial. Um, if I assert myself, I will, oh wait, I already read that one. Hold on. If somebody says no to my request, it's because they don't like me. Okay. A fear of rejection is a huge part of it because if your boss declines your request for your raise, you know, you may feel like, oh, I'm stupid or like, this is just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, there's, that's what also makes it hard about confronting because it's like getting declined also feels bad because if if you had gotten declined by the dmv person you would have been like ugh this feels terrible because they keep declining me in that situation though i would have just been like they're so mean and i'm never going back to the dmv though like in that situation specifically in every other situation i would have been like this is embarrassing that's a huge thing for me i'm like this is embarrassing if they say no yeah Yeah, exactly. So the next one is, I shouldn't have to say what I need or how I feel people close to me should already know. That is interesting, assuming that people already know what you want and need, but just like communicating it is not an issue. And then also, um, I have no right to change my mind. You know, if it's something that you already agreed on, but you need to just like take it back and be like, actually, I can't do this, you know, kind of the guilt behind that. But like, there's nothing wrong with having to be like, actually, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Um, I'm not sure what I want, so I'll see what the other person prefers and then I'll decide. Actually, I feel like I do that where I'm just like, I actually have no opinion, like you choose. Yeah, I do that a lot. Like, or sometimes like if both options are equally good and it's like you don't know how to decide, sometimes yeah, just let another person choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I'm not good at being assertive. If I try to speak for myself, I'll just sound like an idiot. Why bother trying? Very true. Cool girls wouldn't make a fuss about this. I should just go with the flow. That's kind of funny. People should keep their feelings to themselves. That is not not a good mentality, but also I've been there, unfortunately. If I express that I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed, people will think I'm weak. Okay, that's interesting. If I accept compliments from someone, it will mean that I'm arrogant. Wait, I don't know what that, how that one has to do with confrontation or like assertiveness. Yeah. Wait, what the heck? That one's just kind of random, but I mean, that is relatable still, I guess. 
I do think the sounding like an idiot one is the realest, but I mean, on that note, did you have anything else to say about this topic? Um, I guess just like after talking about this, I've realized that like, I guess I've gotten better at it throughout my life and you kind of like learn something new with each confrontation. So it is kind of like a skill that you have to develop. And it's not a personality trait. That actually is so interesting. And I'm going to be thinking about that one because. Yeah, I like that, that it's a a skill, not a personality trait. Like that's so brilliant, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. Did you have any other any other stories that you wanted to talk about? I mean, I think that was it. I think we can wrap it up. I don't know. Yeah. I actually, okay, I think I learned a lot from this episode though. Maybe because like being assertive is something that I struggle with, but it is a skill that you develop. So just got to keep working on it. Yeah. And that was a good story about your like driver's license experience because I feel like it was very, it's, it was just funny, like, but also interesting that I was just surprised that they actually took you in because they're usually so strict about that stuff maybe they're not used to people actually like questioning what yeah, they say literally <laughs> moral of the story is don't work at the dmv and don't go to the dmv unless you have to exactly and since you said moral of the story um i mean i, I did write down the, the story for another time. exactly i wrote down <laughs> stuff about the lizzo concert oh yeah i saw lizzo but that's a story for another oh, time oh, yeah. i guess so i guess i'll talk more about that next week just have to steal each other's yes usual phrases yeah. but we hope you enjoyed this episode um if you listen all the way through thank you so much remember to follow us why am i like out of breath okay should we um, say what yeah. we're doing after this oh yeah i have to go to class in 15 minutes <laughs> i have a 5 p.m class and i just don't want to go i'm so tired and it's two and a half hours and it's just like listening to her lecture about nothing well, that's so late. It's about, too, the histi- like... it's about the history of graphic design, but it's just like my brain isn't working anymore. I'm so ready for summer break. <sighs> so soon, though. After this, yeah. I will be recording the first little bit for my short film. So everyone, hope that it goes well because I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be really good. I'm excited. <sighs> Gracias. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us, you know, on all the places. Um, and we will see you next Tuesday for a brand new new episode. Bye. Bye.